The following podcast contains explicit language. Hi, and welcome to Sex Lives. I'm your host, Maureen O'Connor, and this week we're going to be talking about texting, specifically the games you can play when texting with people, the ways you can manipulate them with the messages you send on Tinder, on text, on Facebook. I've invited the most Machiavellian user of cell phone technology that I know, Original Sex Lives co-host Allison P. Davis, who works now at TheRinger.com. And I'm asking her to explain why she used read receipts on all of her text messages and how she uses that to manipulate the men she dates. I've been trying to figure out how to use read receipts to my advantage, and honestly, I haven't been able to figure it out. So, Allison, welcome. So happy to be back in the fold. Yay, Allison. We've missed you. So maybe first, can you just give us an update on what you've been up to? Oh, yeah. I mean, where did I leave off? Let me guess. I was single and I was frustrated with Tinder. I'm so (laughs) glad that you interpreted that correctly, which I thought you were going to be like, well, I've been writing for this new website called The Ringer, which like is very important. But actually, I just really wanted you to update everyone on. Are you still single? How has your love life been? (laughs) How many men have you been through since last time you were here? Uh, Countless (laughs) men. Um, No, like no, no men. I've been really career focused to bring Uh, it back to the ringer dot com. But seriously, like it's a wasteland. So still, are you still are you still, still tindering? And I think last time I talked to you, you were like agnostic between OkCupid and Tinder. Yeah. So I was actually I switched to OkCupid pretty aggressively. Yeah. Um, but then I decided that all of it was a cesspool and I've deleted everything. <gasps> and I've been doing IRL stuff, talking to people at bars. I've been going to more events and speaking to people. And How is that going? I mean, actually, not bad. People are disarmed I think and like just surprised enough to do what I want them to which is to ask for my number or like meet up with me later so I've had a lot of dates from like talking to people in the real world which I think is an experiment that I I didn't think would end well like I thought I would just get rejected all the time but so far it's been okay the biggest problem with IRL dating is that there is no left swipe or block function when Uh, you're like physically in front of someone although your phone has that function I guess but I've been pretty good about just like not if I'm not interested I just like Walking away. away. (laughs) Yeah. But it did get awkward recently. Like my IRL aggression or assertiveness, I should say, got me in trouble. I ended up going on several dates with the barista at like my main coffee shop. And I live in a pretty pretty tiny neighborhood. There's only one coffee shop with plugs and Wi-Fi that doesn't make you move after like two hours, you know? Yeah. Uh, It didn't go well because I I just wasn't into him. And I didn't. Did it ruin the coffee shop? I, I tried to go in last week after I just. I'll be very honest. I just ghosted him. Just totally. <laughs> no, that's the worst way to do it if it's someone you know you're going to see again. Okay. So I go into the coffee shop last week and I was. Wait, how long had you ghosted on? Like, what was the time frame of you went on like three dates or something? We went on three dates. And, and you started ignoring him. The third him. date, it was like, I was just so not into it. I went and met him at the coffee shop and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I actually have somewhere to be so you can walk me to the subway. Oh my God, I'm not <laughs> even walk you to the place you're going, the subway. No, well, I had to go to the city. He wasn't going to come with me to the city, right? <laughs> so he wa- we walked around the block and then we went to the subway and he was Ooh. like, okay, well, can I come over later tonight? And I was like... Uh, just text me, sure. So he sent me a text. It was like, hey, did you want to hang out? And I just didn't answer. So it had been like a week. And the last thing he had said was, do you want to hang out? And I just didn't. I feel like such a jerk. I've never done that to someone before. So what did you do when you walked into the coffee shop? So I walked into the coffee shop and I was like, I'll just be nice. I'll just say, hey, dude. Like, (laughs) I call him Hot David Cross. I was like, hey, Hot David Cross. I'll just be cheerful and polite and pay for my coffee and act like I didn't 
totally ghost you when you just asked me to have a little Saturday night date. But I get there and he sees me coming and he ditches the cash register <gasps> and moves back to the espresso machine and makes the girl who's running the espresso machine come take my order. Oh, no. And then I was like, OK, I'll just have, you know, an almond milk latte, blah, blah, blah. And he wouldn't look at me and he wouldn't make it. She had to t- turn around and make my coffee. He just refused to engage with me in any sort of Wait, way. Wait, this is amazing. He IRL ghosted you. He IRL ghosted me. It was so <laughs> chilly. It was great. Wait, I so really respected it, actually. I deserved it. Is the coffee shop now ruined for you? Or do you just go and you just pretend the other doesn't exist like a true ghost? I Luckily, from when I had a massive crush on him, I had memorized his hours. So like, <laughs> I, just, I just know when to go when he's not there. Because like, it's not okay for me to go when he's there. You guys are, you, this is the most amazing because actually we use the word ghosting, you know, of like when you just see talking to somebody. But that's actually a really inaccurate portrait of what ghosts do. Because the thing that makes ghosts scary is that they haunt people. Exactly. And so you guys really are kind of like haunting and disappearing and haunting now. Oh, how fun that my dating life is appropriate for Halloween. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> I was gonna say, but you can have like really hot ghost sex, like in the movie. Yeah, it's not. Gonna no, it's not gonna. This guy, he's just a ghost. Um, Wait, but amplifying the pain I imagined it would cause when Allison Davis ghosts someone is the fact that you are one of the first people I knew who used read receipts. Yeah. Yes. On your phone. For those who don't have iPhones, I don't know who the fuck you are, but like. <laughs> You can turn on your read receipts, and then the person who like gets your messages will say delivered, read at like two forty five. Why did you turn them on in the first place? What is the thought there? And do you call them read receipts or read okay, receipts? It's read receipts. I yes. have had so many debates about this. Your coworker Noreen Malone actually says read receipts, and <gasps> I like cringe every time she. I'm sorry, Noreen. I it makes me like seize up a little bit every time someone says it. It just doesn't sound right. It but is it's, funny, it's though, that read receipts, right? I call them read receipts, but when I see the little yeah. phrase, it'll it's be like red, red at 1045. At. I yeah. do pronounce it that way. When did you turn your read receipts on in the first place? And why did you do it? So I turned them on over the summer, I think. And I've been ghosted. And I was like, I'm so sick of like the no accountability text exchanges. And also, maybe I was feeling vengeful. And I wanted people to see when I read their messages and chose not to answer because it's so you wanted to be like. Play. This ghost is a visible ghost. Yes. So like when this guy who ghosted me then sent me a text, I read it and I wanted him to see that I read it and was dismissing it. (laughs) So that is why I turned on read receipts. And it's very effective. Like if someone sees that you read it, the next thing they do is like, hey, hey, hi, you mad? What's up? Like they just keep going. It's like intermittent feeding, you know? So So you use read receipts as a passive aggressive tool. I do. And it's so effective. Wow. And and, and diabolical. I know it's not nice. That's amazing, Allison. But then it also holds me accountable. Like I can be a little bit flaky with my friends. So when they see that I've read it, then I have to answer, you know, like the question I didn't want to answer or. Are you accountable or are you just taunting them? (laughs) Yeah. Like, does it actually make you reply more because you're like, oh, they saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like plans. Normally, if Ah. someone sent me a text and was like, do you want to do this thing? I didn't want to do it. I would read it and ignore it. But now I read it. I have to answer and say no. Or I turned on my read receipts because Max, the editor of Select All at New York Magazine, asked me to. And he's like, this is like the ultimate new power move in blah, 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 blah. So I turned mine on. Except the thing is, I just forget that they're on. Oh, yeah. What does that mean? If I if I have my read receipts on and people are seeing like Maureen read at, but I'm still not replying or I'm just like, it's not affecting my behavior whatsoever. Does that mean I'm totally winning or does that mean I'm totally losing? Like, I is it mean, a power move if you don't know your own power? The perception is that you're winning for sure. 
In but the your other own head, thing, I guess you're losing. I don't know. That's a good question. The other thing, though, is that I instantly found a loophole, which is that, or, or maybe this is the ultimate power move. I don't know. Turn on read receipts and turn on the preview, and then no, I dismiss them. You can't do that. That's really? cheating. You can't do that. That's just like the rules. But it works. Of, I know it works, but that's the rules of read receipts. If you're going to have them on, no cheating. Like, no making it so read receipts don't turn on when you check something on your computer. Like, you need to hold yourself accountable and fully succumb to read receipts. That's a rule. I'm sorry. But that's, nobody knows that I'm a, doing that's that. That's the coward's way out, though. Oh, well, I took the coward's way out. <laughs> and now I'm able to even more manipulatively, if I want someone to know that I read it and didn't reply Wow. But that's like never the case usually for me. So I think the other dilemma is that I'm not really dating right now. Right. So it really only comes into play when you're trying to like play the game of like how much attention you're paying to somebody. And there's really nobody in my life that I need to do that to. With the sole exception, actually, of that I had the read receipts on for like several weeks and I was like, nothing is happening. What will I write in this article? And then an ex-boyfriend texted and I was like, aha, here we go. <laughs> now I'm ready <laughs> because otherwise it just pops up and I like read the preview and then I dismiss it. And then actually it makes me so much flakier because I plausible deniability for everything. Now I just have a million unread oh, I messages. Get it. Right. I actually have on my phone right now 84 unread messages because I'm trying to avoid letting people know that I've read certain ones. <laughs> this, okay. So this is absolutely not making you more accountable is what we just realized. It's making me more avoidant and more manipulative. To so like everybody that isn't a guy you're ghosting on? Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I think we just realized that it's a powerful tool, but it will also destroy your life. It's true. Yeah, you become a slave to the read receipts and like getting around it. And my friend and coworker pointed out that she, every time she sees somebody with read receipts on, it's a guy with a girlfriend. And I can't like I, I don't want to. That seems dark to me. Wait, like that seems manipulative. Wait, I'm trying to game this out. What does that even mean? Right. So to me, it's like, OK, the guy doesn't always want to answer his girlfriend. So he has that like built in oh. like, oh, not yet read, even though I saw you messaged me. I just didn't get it. Like you that can't guy be mad definitely, at me for not responding right away. That guy definitely has his previews on. For sure. Yeah. Wait, you know what I just realized? I think when I'm in relationships, I act like a shitty boyfriend. That's like precisely. However, I did it. And I thought I was like winning the world because I was like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like the guy who I am dating that I was like, he never knows. He thinks that I haven't read anything. And then after like weeks of living this way, finally, he was like bugging me about something that I like ignored or whatever. And I was like, I never read it. Didn't you see? And he goes, no, I don't think those carry through onto Samsung's. Oh, no. And I was like, What's the, what the fuck is the point? Is I don't even know point? why I try. I was texting this guy from Tinder, and I had my read receipts on, and halfway through the conversation, he turned his on, which, oh. which felt like a real, like, oh, like this is now a battle, dude, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. I felt like very intentional switch on. Did you ask him why he did that? I was going to, but then I just like didn't really want to continue talking to him anyway. So and then you decided go. to just mark it as red and not say anything? And not say anything back ever again. <laughs> That's like when you're G-chatting somebody and suddenly switch to off the record. Yes, yeah. It's such a like strong signal of something. Literally every time somebody does that, I turn it back on the record. Because I'm like, what? You think you're so important you need to be off the record? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> it is pretty like presumptuous to turn it off the record. <laughs> I mean, granted, that's really ironic coming from me because I am a person who writes about everyone's personal lives. I just hate that when people are like, I don't want this to be in your column, Maureen. And I'm like, dude, you think you're so important you would ever even be in one? But, oh, fuck. That was really good. Okay, right, can I please now, use like, that? I want to use it. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> Regarding the read receipts, I realized, though, that once I turned them on and was dealing with that, that actually I just switched to using my iMessages and texting the same way I already act on, like, Facebook Messenger or the platforms that don't let you turn it off or that just default to have it on. Like, my Facebook Messenger and Facebook Message all automatically, like, put the check mark in when you read something. Right. 
WhatsApp, I think, also does that. And then maybe there's a way to turn it off, but I have ne- never figured out how. Is, yeah. And actually, it just turned out that now in text message, I'm just as like flaky and ignoring of everything as I am on every other platform. Unless you're really using it to like mess with certain people, you're just going to look What's like the lazy. Point? What's the point? Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> I mean, you're right. Like Now all I do is try and find ways to skirt being accountable for having read these messages. It's also that once I know rules are in place, I feel the need to find a loophole and escape to take the coward's way out no (laughs) matter what. And so even if I want to reply to a text message, I'm kind of like, ooh, but I knew my secret trick to make it look like I didn't read it. So now I'm out. I'm out. And there are so many downfalls to using read receipts, right? Like opening a text too fast and then being made to look so over eager. You open (laughs) it like the same second it's sent. That happens to me all the time. Why the fuck do we have our read receipts on? We should turn them off. I don't know because it's worth it for those times when you just the handful the, of times you need to go the power then... play is so good. Also, it really does freak people out when you have them on. I've noticed. So you like, like it, so? it immediately puts you in a position of power when you start how do you texting know? someone new because every time I'm texting someone new, they're like, "Oh, you have your read receipts on? That's bold." Or like, "Oh, I really respect that." Or like, "Why?" It just like makes everyone a little uneasy. So what do you say when they say that? Oh, I like to be held accountable. You know, something cute. <laughs> that is such a trick. Wow. A few people texting me with like great alarm being like, oh my God, Maureen, just because I'm your friend and friends tell each other this, right. I think you accidentally turn on your read receipts. Right, right. Every, people don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I like anything that makes people uncomfortable. So hmm. this is a good tool. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think whenever you first turned them on, I did ask and you gave me some like, I like to be held accountable, yes. which I thought the conversation we were about to have, but this took such a darker turn. <laughs> I, I wonder if it means you were making power moves on me all this time. It's possible. Whatever, all relationships I accept are, it. like, power plays in one way or another, right? Oh my God, you're so Machiavellian. I know. I don't know when I got this. When I left Sex Lives, I was not this dark. <laughs> what happened? What I are you know. doing at the ringer? The, the world's been cruel in the past, what, six months? <laughs> to go back to your IRL dating thing. Mm. Do you make a coherent plan? Like, because like normally the thing I think with using dating apps is that you can be like, in this hour, I'm going to meet somebody. Like, you can sort of make a decision. Like, I'm going to sit down right now and talk to people. Right. Whereas, I mean, granted, that is what happens. You go to a party, but like, do you go to like events thinking I'm going to meet someone tonight, or you're just in a general friendly mode? No, because like, if you go out into anything being like, I'm going to meet a man tonight, like you're going to be so disappointed, and you're going to go <laughs> home and eat a whole Domino's pizza, and it's just like not going to be a good look. Spiral. Yep. Um, everything I go into now, I'm kind of like, I am open and friendly and I will make eye contact and smile at people that I normally would ignore and like talk to someone who's not the one person I brought with me. Also, the other thing I've been doing is asking people to set me up. Which is like, oh, yeah. How is that going? Not great. For Everyone's either like, you, I don't know anybody or the people they do know, they're kind of like squatting on for themselves. So they're not. <laughs> also, people just don't know how to set other people up. I don't know if you ever noticed that. No, I have I never set you up with anyone, Allison. You tried once. Who did I set you up with? <laughs> Two people. When I was in LA, you tried to set me up with a couple people. One guy who you're like, he's oh, the right. biggest penis ever. And oh yeah. Why did that not? Well, because you're I think I got scared. I don't know. Like you, <laughs> you're selling him with like like enormous girth. Like it just, I'm like I'm like a petite woman. I don't know. <laughs> For what it's worth, I don't know if you read receded that, but in his mind, he's like, Allison P. Davis rejected me hard. (laughs) So FYI, the power move, girl. I know. Yes. Anyway, and then the other guy, I don't know what happened with him. He was like a photographer or something. Oh, that guy. I don't know. He was just kind of annoying. 
I, I actually yeah. felt a little insulted by that one, which is another thing that happens with the setup. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why would you set me up with this person? <gasps> what? You, you were insulted because <laughs> you thought he was so shitty? No, I just thought he was he was so uninterested in actually ever meeting up with me that I was like, why would Maureen lead me to slaughter like this? I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, don't I know. know. I'm kidding. Mostly. So um. Well, the thing is, I really like setting people up, and I think the reason I do it is because when I'm in a relationship, is my way of dealing with my, like, excess flirtation energy. Then instead of thinking, like, is that guy cute? Could I be with him? I'm like, is that guy cute? Could Allison be with him? Could someone be with him? Oh, yeah. It's my way of, like, keeping myself busy so that I don't cheat on whoever I'm dating. Okay, but say you see some—I just want you to tell me how to set people up well. Like, I just feel like none of my friends know how to do it. But here's the thing. I am notorious for setting people up with— not usually the like thing like you just described where the guy just was like meh and you guys just like nothing actually happened, right. which was probably that I like bullied him into being like, I was like, you should go out with this girl. And he was like, okay, fine. Um, without me actually gauging like, is this something that's supposed well, to happen or not? in one another. Yeah. So I think tip number one that I don't do is that you should really listen to the people you're trying to set up <laughs> and figure out if they want to be set up with each other or if they're each other's types. Fair. A. B is that I have some ability to recognize when people are going to have some level of chemistry. However, it often turns into a like horrible toxic love hate situation when I set people up like multiple people were like how did you set me up for like the relationship that ruined my life oh okay you don't want to be responsible for that no I mean I think they all have really hot sex but like it's bad for them overall right so I have actually made a conscious effort to like not set people up or to be like, ooh, I still want to set these people up. Okay, wait, hold back, Maureen. We're just going to go to a party and invite them both and they will both be physically present. And yeah, see I what guess happens. that's like the way to do it, right? But then yeah. sometimes it feels like you can put the two people in a room, but like sometimes people just need like a gentle push, like a hey, Maureen likes cheddar cheese like how about you like I don't know see I'm not good at it <laughs> like I'm so awkward well I think you just do the like oh my god I know you have to meet you guys are gonna love each other and then you right. put them in front of each other and if they don't love each other they're kind of like so good meeting you I have to go get some more cheddar cheese now bye <laughs> I'm glad cheddar cheese is involved in this yeah, yeah as opposed to I think my usual technique is to be like you guys have to go on a blind date right now right and people are like uh, mm. I don't know I kind of like the 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 forcefulness this is why, okay, this is why IRL dating is so much more difficult than, like, Tinder. Because when you meet someone in real life and you ask them to hang out, it could be like, oh, she's just friendly. Or like, oh, yeah. Maureen just thinks we'd be, like, good friends or we could make a podcast together. Like, it, it, the initial, like, reason to hang is not sex. On Tinder, it's generally just sex, and that makes things a lot more clear, you know? It makes yeah. it easier going in. I think anytime that you want to hang out with somebody for not dating purposes, you need to be like really, really clear. Like, hello, I would love to have a conversation with you about careers. Because if you don't (laughs) say that, the assumption if you're both single people who are attracted to one another's genders is that it's about sex. And like you're just de facto leading everyone on if you don't announce this is not about sex. I sound like such an overly (laughs) like the monster (laughs) that the hookup generation created. (laughs) It's just true. I have a friend who went on, like, three dates with this guy. She met a guy at a party, and he was, like, really, like, friendly at the party. They were grilling. He's like, I'll grill something just for you. And so, like, it seemed like he was hitting on her, right? So then they have a date to go out on. And she was like, want to meet up on, like, Wednesday night. And he's like, oh, no, but how about Friday night? She's like, okay, so we're getting in date territory, right? So he cancels on Friday night, and she's like, okay, but he wants to do it Saturday morning. But then she's like, well— Saturday morning? Like brunch. Mm. And she's like, well, brunch, does that mean that he's friend-zoning me? And I was like, I don't know, but he chose Friday night. And then if something came up on Friday that he's then choosing the very literally next moment he can see you— is that sexual or not sexual? Right. And then I'm like, how boozy is this brunch going to be? Da, 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 da. And finally she gets through this. They have their like brunch and things are kind of like 
weird. Then he asks her out again for like the next night. And then finally he she goes out with him on like another Friday night and she finds out that he has a girlfriend. Uh. And that was the moment that I was like, you know what he's doing? He's waffling because he's hoping you're going to get the vibe that he's like, maybe. And then be like, it's OK, honey. I'll be the other woman. Right. That's my theory. Whenever somebody's ambiguous, I just assume that they're trying to cheat. That's probably true. I was one of these guys that I met at a party. I it was weird because he like was basically hitting on me. He took my number. He sent me a, a dick gif later that night. I don't know. What? It was great. I was like so Wait, into of it. his own dick. No, like a firework exploding into the sky into the shape of a dick. Oh. It was really romantic. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, fireworks after we met," and then it was a penis firework. I thought it was like we were going to get married. Yeah. So I was like, uh, we were texting a bit, and then I very assertively was like, let's grab a drink, bud. And he was like, I would love to, just so you know I'm seeing someone. And I was like, well, thank you for being honest and like okay, straightforward, yeah. you know? You I appreciate that. the honest straightforwardness, although why would the first gift have a dick in it if know, there wasn't... It's still confusing. But, hmm. but at least he wasn't taking me on three dates and then... Yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah. I do think yet again that I'm like, because he just like put a dick somewhere in the very beginning, that that was a little bit of way of being like, I'm seeing somebody. Do you still want to get strung along? And if you're like, sure, I'd love to be strung along and or cheat, he would have been down. Huh. God. He deserved the read receipts. Yeah. Did you read receipt that <laughs> I shit? I did. <laughs> Last thing I think I want to do before you go, Allison, I know you always loved listening to our listener voicemail. I love the voicemail. And um, so this week we saved a response from our episode about eating on dates. Um, we did an episode in a sushi restaurant discussing the pitfalls of trying to eat around people, the best okay. ways to deal with dinner and service industry while on dates. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. Hi, Maureen and Sex Lives. I'm calling with a story about a terrible food eating situation on a first date. I met uh, a bartender that was really cute, and um, he invited me out uh, to dinner. He told me to pick the restaurant, and I picked a place in my neighborhood. I lived on the Lower East Side at the time and went down to uh, Frankie Spintino. And... Uh, I learned later that he was also a model and also broke. And so we sat down to this delicious meal and I was so excited to get my favorite dish in the city. And I ordered this amazing eggplant sandwich and he had some sad salad. And then afterwards, after guilting me for paying for the check, he, we went to a bodega so that he could get a Luna bar because he was really hungry from only having eaten a salad. It was <laughs> no. the most unsexy experience I've ever had on a first date. You know, oh, I know. I, I, my heart goes out to that poor, model, right? hungry, starving. Like broke and having to watch his figure. It's I gotta tough. say, if if you're broken watching your figure or just one or the other, don't suggest a dinner date. I guess, but okay, I have, I have, oh, I have so many stories here. So, <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm currently, like, dieting and you don't want to not do the thing, you know, like, go to dinner with someone. You just have to adjust right like you it's a social thing people want to go to dinner True. and they want to bond and like but you can't make money come out of nowhere or like i don't know i feel i feel like you just have to say yes if someone wants to go on a date and it happens to be dinner and you just like deal with it really because i categorically until i know i like being around someone and i know i like eating with them just refuse then you i'm really like do well i'll be like let's meet up after dinner actually oh wow or i'll just be like you know like it'll be it'd be a little like i sort of will maybe say it in such a way that doesn't make direct why I want to do it. And I really like eating, too. Yeah. But I think that's why I'm too afraid to, like, 
use a meal in a situation that like might not be optimal. My like friend, I'd, I'd rather just eat pizza rolls by myself if that's the case. <laughs> my friend Robert will only like will only ask girls on first dates that are dinner dates. Why? Because he thinks it's like more. I don't know. It's pr- more proper. It's like more traditional. It shows that you're kind of like serious about getting to know the person as opposed to just like having one quick drink and moving on to the next one. Like dinner is an investment in getting to know a person. It Maybe that's why nicer. I hate it. <laughs> kind of agree. Yeah. I, OK, I get that. But at the same time, if somebody you really will say like if someone invites you to dinner, you'd say no. Well, on like a first date, I, you know, actually drinks will be a little better for me. That oh, night. wow. OK. Yeah, I absolutely do that. I, I admire you. Um, and if somebody's really insistent about dinner, I'm also kind of just like. Mm. But what if you're out getting the drinks and the guy's like, well, that's yeah, let's go grab food. Yeah, like if I'm having a great time, but I always start with a drink. Okay. And then I think the method that I always use is that I would eat like pizza rolls before going to go get my drink. <laughs> so I've eaten enough that I like won't get wasted and That's I'm smart. like, okay, yeah. if like depending on how things go, but like give me enough flexibility that I could eat more or I could not eat more, like something in the middle. Right. Sometimes it's stressful or sometimes you get there and you just want to get out of there or... I, you're not ready to see yet if this person is a really picky eater and is going to make you hate them and you want to right. give them a fair shake. Like this case. <laughs> you know, that's actually like the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Because yeah. like maybe this male model would have been amazing had she not witnessed him picking at lettuce. Like I, if nothing else, he's probably hot, right? Yeah. He's a male model and a bartender. It's like two. Yeah. Oh, okay, you but I, just get a drink with that guy. <laughs> but I do feel like. The no, only- I don't I don't discredit her, by the way. Whenever you're like if somebody's like, let's go get a meal and you're in your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Like, why the fuck wouldn't you? But the one problem I have there is that he, like, guilted her into paying for the whole thing. Like, if I do agree that if you couldn't afford the meal, then you don't, like, go with her to a very fancy restaurant and then order, like, a piece of lettuce. Yeah, if you know you're going to have a $27 eggplant or whatever. Yeah. If you know you're going to have a problem with money, then yeah. maybe just don't say you choose the restaurant. That's too it's Maybe too then, and if you don't want to be like, let's choose somewhere cheap, then I think the the great of the many, like, Maureen O'Connor excuses of trying not to eat around people are like, is like, yeah, why don't we go somewhere maybe where you can, like, get a drink and a bite, too. Right. Or, or a snack. Like, have something, like, something kind of casual and loose or, right. you know. This is good. That's good advice, actually. I take it back. Although I did have this one friend who would only take women on first dates to get ribs because he was like, if they can handle eating ribs in front of me, like, I know it's going to be a good relationship. So that was always his first date was to take her to like a barbecue joint. I'm of mixed emotion about this because on one hand, I do agree that I have this joke that um, you can tell how great someone is, but if they actually clean the bone when they're eating. Yeah, it's clutch. Um, Or like buffalo wings, same thing. Exactly, right? (laughs) However, I do think there is something slightly bullying about men that want to see, like, a woman eat real meat. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, come on. Yeah. So you want her to be hot and skinny and you want to see her eat meat, too. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Or, like, what, you want to judge me on that, too? Like, the only time I think I would not eat my meat with gusto, and I am a person who eats meat with gusto, would be if I'm with one of those guys that's like, well, you look like a girl who can, like, damn, I love a girl who eats a burger. And they'd be like, actually, I'm just going to eat the lettuce. (laughs) The only time I will deprive myself of a meal is to disappoint a man. But you're right. That is such like a horrible tool of the patriarchy to be like, I want to make sure my woman's going to eat ribs in my face, you know, like she can handle the meat. What is that? Actually, I'm going (laughs) to have a talk with him after this. I don't know. I can make everything. I can turn anything into a tool of the patriarchy, though. It's it's a true. So quickly. It's it's a gift and a burden, really. No, but now I think that's the worst thing you could do to someone judging like a, a test. You've turned ribs into a... You've turned the pleasurable experience of eating ribs into some sort of courtship test? That's fucked up. 
After yeah. It's really fucked up. <laughs> Rivers are for joy, not judgment. <laughs> I know. You know what? Also, Luna Bar, of all things, when you're hungry and trying to survive, something about a Bodega Luna Bar is deeply it's so, worse. It's just really sad. The whole, I feel very bad for him. I you know, the agony ever, of the male model. I wonder if they ever went out again. I think I'd forgive it if he was really hot. As, you know what? Must have been, so. The best find of my Tinder life, the two times that I found male models on Tinder, they both had the thing where like the first Tinder picture was like a tree or like their face in shadow or something. And this is my theory that is like it's like the high risk, high reward Tinder is the Tinder where you're like, I can't really see the guy's face. Why is that? Is it because he's so ugly or because he really wants to be appreciative for his mind? Right. And both times I found male models, it was that kind of situation. Um, and one of them that was like the greatest, like no, like actual models. There, did I ever show you the guy who's like in like all these cologne ads? There's the, the cheesy shit in the world. He's somebody I tried so hard to set so many women up with that everybody kept saying no to him. Would you like to be set up with a male model, Allison? Yes. You I don't know if he's still ask single. Me about that one, I got like an ambivalent <laughs> photographer, and you're giving other people male model shots. Cute. Come on, Maureen. I feel really. Okay, although I did, I did go on a couple dates with a male model. I'll show you his picture. Um, but we went oh yeah, to, let's show each other our models. Yeah, was, oh fuck! I does everyone in New York have like an I accidentally went on a date with a male model story? Probably. There's just so many of them around. They're you like know what? Cockroaches. I um, but I we went to Fat Radish for dinner, mm. and I got a burger, and he got like Brussels sprouts, and it was really sad to watch him eat the Brussels sprouts and just like chug water. And then at one point, I kind of finished part of the burger and I hadn't fully it was like a nub of meat and yeah. he was like can I eat that and I was like, oh. he was like I, just want, I just want to taste I was like you can have the other half of the burger and he was like no like it's just fine so he took the half like chewed burger nub and that's like it was so satisfied as he ate it it was really just kind of sad to watch wow that's so dark it was like not it, it was not sexy so now I kind of, you know, I take it you know, all back. Maybe this explains the whole, like, wanting to see someone eat meat situation. Maybe we just aren't used to seeing men on diets, so we yeah. don't understand. All the same, when a man's on a diet, it's just, like, it's such a different situation. <laughs> I know. We're so Show me your male model, I, I'm trying to find him. Wow. I, I just want to... <laughs> I want to point out that he do all male models look alike because he doesn't look that dissimilar. <laughs> Did we date the same man? No, I don't. But they, it's, like, it's just like the male Ooh. model face, right? Kind of rat like, but in a hot way. Symmetrical hot and rats. kind of angular. Yeah. And the one thing is he'd just be like, you're so beautiful. And I like never felt more gorgeous in my life. I felt really just like that was the only time that I was like, oh. If this beautiful man is like complimenting me or like willing to be naked with me, I feel so complimented. You know, this male model, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, was always like, you're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) You're so friendly. You're so charming. Yeah, but there was never like, wow, like you're really pretty. Well, the first time you said it. Great shoes. I got that compliment. Well, you do have great shoes. But again, like I don't want to be. You know, well, no, it felt like a complete lie when he said it. To be clear, but I guess the weirdest thing is. So since obviously I texted like every single friend I had when I was like, I'm on a date with a male model, want to see what he looks like. (laughs) When he was like in the bathroom and I quick Googled and I was like, holy fuck, who is this guy? Um, So everybody was getting like, actually, I was texting a whole group of people and we were doing like group text updates. I'm such a monster. It's so good. I'm not. No one should ever date me. It's like the one lesson (laughs) of this like podcast, but. 
I was sending people on. I was like, look what I'm da- on a date with. Look at this guy. Da, da, da. I didn't take any pictures of him, but I was just like, you guys, I just Googled the man I'm on a date with. You should Google him too. And I woke up in the morning and of course, like I have like a hundred texts of people like, did you sleep with him? Da, da, da. And I woke up and no joke. I was like, I don't know where he is. He seems to be gone. And I look out in my kitchen and I hear some noises. And I was like, oh, are you trying to get some water? And he literally walks back and he's holding a thing of coconut oil, like the coconut oil I cook with oh, and rubbing no. it on his body. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, there's a male <laughs> model greasing up his chest in my kitchen. And he's like, this is a really good moisturizer. It's all natural. Did you know that? And I was just like, that's for cooking eggs. <laughs> I had a fucking meltdown. It was like so porny. It was too porny. Was it and hysterical? At all? Like, were you like, okay? Uh, yes. Like, okay. <laughs> you saw that chest. True. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would have been very distracted. Here's what I realized. Like, I'm just not really that attracted to mu- like the fit, muscly men. Like, give me a dad bod over like a male model. That would not turn me on. Well, watching you know, someone I've... oil up their six pack. <laughs> you know, it's not so much a turn on. It's just like entrancing. I guess. <laughs> like, wouldn't you rather him come from the kitchen with like a plate of nachos? <laughs> and that's what the dad bot does for you. <laughs> hey, Allison, it's been so fun having you. Thank Yay, you for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Mo. This is great. Well, if you want to leave a voicemail for us about food or any of the other subjects we've talked about, how your Halloween goes, what you're wearing, how on earth you got home the morning after in your ridiculous costume, give us a call. It's 646-494-3590 to leave a voicemail for Sex Lives. Sex Lives is produced by Fim Shapiro and Alana Milner. And thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 